and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, A Guide to the Planes, where each episode we visit a new plane of existence as outlined on the great world cosmology as found in Dungeons and Dragons. Da, da, da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yes, we survived yes. the hells. Yep, we survived. We survived the planes of law, so we're out. Um, yes, we're, yeah, we're out of law now. We're into conflict. Yes, we've finished chaos, finished law, and now we're like, I know what we need. We need conflict. We need yeah. some sort of disagreement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been too breezy, this. Yeah. Too <laughs> breezy, absolutely. Um, what, Hamilton, what do you know about the planes of conflict? What do I know about the planes? I think, well, I think actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb here. I'm going to say of all the planes, they're the least... Um, I like the long arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my long arm. That uh, <laughs> uh, they are the least well known of the planes. Mm. However, I think they are some of the most interesting of the planes in their own mm. way. I think the singular focus of like places like Macanus and Battle and uh, the Abyss are obviously always going to be player f- favourites, and you can't really beat them because of what yep. they do. Mm-hmm. But um. And the, uh, but I think each of these ones have something particular to them. I think like the one we're going to be talking about today is probably mm. one of the better, and the uh, another one later, Elysium, are some of the better and more fun nature-based mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. to muck about in because they actually are a bit more like nature, which is about mm-hmm. balance in some ways and conflict. And I think then I've always liked Gehenna as an idea. I think this mm. sort of more evilly evil place is more kind evilly of more... evil <laughs> yeah well it's sort of it's an evil it's like neutral evil lawful so it's kind of like a mm. it's a lightweight battle but it's so it's kind of got less hierarchy but a bit more so a bit more fun mm. yeah <laughs> and yeah so that's kind of what i think about them what about yeah. you what do you think of them yeah, so I think it was interesting. So uh, you've mentioned a couple there, but just to re- reiterate, we've got three, three. We've got three times two, which is six. We have mm-hmm. six planes uh, that are known as planes of conflict. We have, as you sort of mentioned, we've got Beastlands, which we'll be talking about today. Bytopia, Elysium. Those are the sort of triad of good, and then we've got the triad of evil, which is mm. Carcera, Gehenna, and the Grey Wastes. Yeah. And what I, what we were reading in the planes of conflict, the sort of Planescape book that we've been basically using as our sort of crutch for this whole series. Um, yeah. It talks about how these aren't truly neutral. They have, the, like you said, they're these flavours of like good and mm. evil, but they are sort of resting on that neutral line. So they're not mm. driven by that chaos or the law. It's sort of in the middle. Yeah. And as a result, there's, there's something really that I picked up on in the little sort of primer. It talks about that regardless of the motivations that each of the natives have with each plane, um, that first of all, is this... Is this idea that neutrality has its reputation for uh, taking your time when considering an action. So you're not like driven forth by like, oh, well, we have some rules. We're going to make an action here or chaos going, oh, fuck it, let's go. You know, the people will spend their time. So as a, as a result, it's like something might not happen for days and days and days. So I thought that was quite interesting in terms of yeah. like, because obviously player characters want to get on with stuff. But if it takes time, does that, does that drive people away, perhaps? Um, yeah. But also... It feels like uh, the sort of the natives of the plains have this sort of moderating influence, that's and making sure that there's no that good or oh, sorry not good uh, law or chaos doesn't have an upper hand. So this idea that they can go either way is this like code of neutrality which has been printed in all these planes, which I just thought was quite interesting because yeah. I guess when we, we're coming off this the the planes of law, which we talked about at the beginnings, this, this assumption that people are going to find them really really boring, and I wondered if actually neutrality could be boring in a way but actually when you think about it i think it just gives you that wiggle room to be a bit more flexible perhaps yeah. that you're not tied to like oh you know chaos let's go and like, yeah. oh there's these certain things that people need to follow it's like it's a bit of wiggle room there and it could be more flexible for players it just doesn't seem as enticing perhaps because obviously you're not driven to that action straight mm. away or like there's no one way forward compared it's to playing in players. the gray as they say isn't it it's that sort mm. of like it gives and it's like characters like chaotic neutral is that sort of you know but if you have like oh I've been given a true neutral character people just go oh okay that's boring but actually the point that it gives you is that flexibility yes. as a player and you can and then if you have like if you are neutral evil it's like okay well, that doesn't that's allows you as you said that sort of thinking evil yeah, yeah. that sort of like 
I'm not driven by a, a law or a code. I'm not yes. driven by nothing. I'm driven mm. by the events I see before me and how yes. I react to them, which is actually sometimes more interesting. It just needs yeah. to be. I just don't think, as you said, it's not as like clear cut. And that's I kind think, of yeah, I think what it is, it, again, it talks about it in the primer a little bit, this idea mm. that the code is code neutrality, which it comes back to over and over again. It's idea that it could either favour the needs of the one or it mm. can either favour the needs of the society and it can flip either way. So if you take that sort of evil example, you could be like, well, evil clearly means selfish. Yeah. But that's not true. You could make an action that's for the good of society, but it's a, a morally evil action. So I think mm. that's that's the thing, whereas I guess the chaotic and, and law side of it, they, there's definitely like standards, but like, ah, oh, yes, that's it. Whereas neutrality, you'd be like, well, I can see their side a little bit. So I just, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The other thing, I'll oh, quickly go on before, I know we need to go into the Beastlands and how cool that is. Um, it talks about those natives of these planes of neutrality. They believe, they're convinced, they understand more about the, what the multiverse is than other folk, and that they grasp the bigger picture, um, which I quite like. This idea is like, they don't, I guess because they, they feel that they're not conformed to this the, these two opposing ends, that they feel that they know more. But I feel that's, God, if you met somebody like that who, who says that they know more, they think they've got the bigger picture of it, God, you think, what an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I think also all the people of the law planes think that they know the answer to the yes. universe and all the chaos people probably don't care, <laughs> do they so much? But, yeah, they, they've um, already got they've already got the knife out. They're ready to get you. Yeah, exactly. like, you, you spent too much talking. You too long talking. So. <laughs> exactly. But I think um, yeah. But I think that's exactly what makes them, as you said, the most interesting because they have that they have that that down the middle that line that they mm. they tread both sides of, um, mm. and there is a common theme between them. Even though like the Beastlands is considered quite a, is considered in the good you know the upper plains. Because of its sort of natural laws, it's it natural. Sorry, natural essence. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is that it's nature's plane. That's what it's yeah. described as. But then it has got the sort of, um, you know, to some. You know, that doesn't mean it's devolved, devoid of conflict or like no. you know danger and and that. So there's, um, I don't know. It just kind of. It's kind of, I think they're more interesting a good planes actually than even like the chaotic good ones, mm -hmm. uh, which are a little bit too, well, you know, you know what my thoughts on some of those have been. And uh, yeah. and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the lawful good, which can be a bit boring. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. No, but I think, I guess, because for, for, again, when we think about it from the point of view of the players, they'll have heard of places like, you know, um, Arborea and all those sort of places, like the chaotic stuff. And that's, and like we've mm. talked about them so much, this idea, like, yeah, they're, they're, you can clearly think of adventure hooks for that. And then the law stuff said, well, why would people want to go there? But there's some adventure mm. hooks here. Here, you have that flexibility in between them. Exactly. But we've chatted enough about the code yeah. neutrality and things. Hamilton, what? It's the plane we're talking about today. What is our plane, our first plane of yeah. conflict? So we are jumping straight from the hells into the savage beauty of the Beastlands. Ooh, yes. Exciting. I'm very it excited very for this exciting. one. It's, uh, you made a point, and I'm going to bring it up, which is that like, unlike the last one where we had it, seven, the nine hells, oh, the nine too, planes. Too many hells. Too <laughs> many hells. Too many oh, lords of the hells. Too many hells. And, hells. and the, the Council of Eight and the this and that, and which is great. And it's a fantastic <laughs> one. And every single one is <laughs> this interesting. This and that. So that's the, the bottom department. About, yeah. I suppose it's like, I just put it in the this and that. They'll put do it in this it. and that box. That is definitely a Feywild uh, oh, um, yes. land, right? This and that. This and that. Yeah. That is yeah. going to be. I feel yeah. that's, that's like, um, did you ever read The Far Away Tree? Like by no. even blighting at all. Okay, okay. that's never mind. Uh, that's, this is a whole tangent. I, I'm I'm okay. already editing out already out of my mind. <laughs> what what about the beastlands? Let's talk about the beastlands. Yeah. So the beastlands then has is you know it's, it's very simplest. It's simple uh, sort of basis to it, which is that it is as you said earlier, it's nature's land, but it's yes. like animalistic nature. Mm. It's very much you know beasts of of the earth, and the land itself is built around the sort of essences of you know, primal, uh, you know, uh, sort of, you know, savagery, as it says, like the, the savage beauty. It is like this beautiful landscapes, which are 
are for hunting in and existing as animals. Its alternate name and name in older versions of D&D was, so this is from 2E, but in like first edition, which I can't remember, which is the Great World Tree cosmology, I think it was called the Happy Hunting Grounds. Yes. Um, so before they made, and even before they made the Planescape setting into it, I think it was just called the Happy Hunting Grounds. Um, and it was seen as that sort of idea of, you know, manifest all that is feral, free and untamed in nature. Here, the animals are the overlords, not any bunch of sodding bipeds. This place is literally crawling with every kind of life, animal, bird, insect and plant, more than any ranger or druid could ever imagine. Yeah, so I feel, yeah. I feel like I've written down the perfect wilderness and then in brackets next to it, mm. Bear Grylls would love this. Bear uh, Grylls would, <laughs> would be a petition, that would be a, you know, petitioner here slash... Yeah, think, yeah. think of any any sort of uh, animal nature sh- documentary show, so you're thinking like uh, Bill Oddie... Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah, I, I thought of Steve Irwin quite a bit when I was reading this. Uh, oh, yeah, who Bill was the Oddie. other English guy who wore two, two, the too many beige shorts, you know, too short beige shorts. You know, oh, guy. I, oh gosh, I, don't, he, I was going to say Chris too, chubby for someone who is a nature adventurer (laughs) this this person would not survive uh, well no maybe his point was he's already got a bit of always got a bit of you know insulation and like give in case he can't find any food but he just compared to everyone else who sees nature as like and like ready to go out in the wilderness I don't know we're going to have to look we're going to have to look up who that is afterwards because I have no idea off the top of my head who that is I need to find him now (laughs) find find him now find him now but this is the thing I quite like this idea instantly because we thought about nature documentaries I'm thinking that when your players have arrived to the Beastlands you're going to have the David Attenborough Attenborough voice you know doing the blue planets you know as you're describing things and don't even blink when your players are like what are you doing and you're like I'm just doing what I always do like the Morgan Freeman of March of the Penguin you know all that sort of thing um, yeah. but yeah this, the other thing on top of that though because ob- instantly when you say beastlands yes you're right about the animals uh, we t- we'll go on to talk about these animal lords that they have in it which feels very much like the archfey like the arch uh, devils as well but there's also this idea that every sensation and every emotion is intensified. You feel invigorated and more alive than ever before because you are back to your basic instincts. You are you just you forget all this sort of like, these I don't know rules or civilization like things that pushed you down your learnings forget all that you are now your true self that what you were meant to be which i think is whoa in, in your head you're like that's such a a freeing thing to do and i, I get an interesting one for, for your players to role play i think so yeah i think and with that the sort of um with the role playing of it that sort of primal that primal change that you i think that it has in there and has those sort of examples of what you might take as yes. things that you you would uh, start like physically embodying as well yep. would be something fun that you can then play off even further with that yes. sort of role-playing aspect of it as well which i think is kind of kind of cool Definitely. Yes. Yeah. This idea that you can uh, start taking on features of animals depending on what your classes are and, and what your alignment is as well like the more chaotic right. creature uh, chaotic characters start showing features within one to six hours whereas everything else takes a little bit yes. longer perhaps but you know, this idea that you know barbarians get sort of like uh like furry sort of like not fur, furry fur uh but yeah, like bear like bear like sort of fur gorilla, or like a yeah or even like an eagle's wing or something like that. i don't yeah. know sort of like, yeah i think but that's pretty cool really I, I think that's very cool and the other thing as well is that it's just a cosmetic thing it's mm. not necessarily a bad thing, but it does mm. tell you in the book. Again, another really well written uh, play, and I thought, because it just said, don't tell them <laughs> that, no. that it's, it's a bad thing. Because obviously, people will freak out that yeah. they suddenly have whiskers or they've got maybe uh, long ears like a a donkey or, or yeah. a horse or something like that mm. um, they're not going to completely turn into animals except there is there is an, alter, uh, an optional rule which we'll come to much much later oh. on uh, which I think is a really interesting one but yeah okay. I just I, I like this idea that you are it's not about you turning into an animal person you're yeah. taking on features of it because this is your this is where your your senses are heightened you are you're, you're yeah. sharper you're stronger and you're taking on these it feels like imagine yeah. that rogue who's just like you know the classic thief like and just becoming more like foxy or like like yeah. panther-like or you know sort of 
like that cut, like the, the, the yeah, the, the the warlock who's all about deception becoming maybe like yeah, like a like a, a fox like a, or something. A fox like or a like I think they said yes, yeah, snake was the one that came. Yeah. Which I think I like the idea that it is like a forked tongue or maybe a little bit of fangs yeah, or something exactly. like that. Because you know, it's not because this is the thing. It's little things. It's not like yeah. suddenly you lose all your limbs and you're on the <laughs> you're yeah, riddling out the, on the floor. <laughs> no, exactly. It's just like yeah, it, which is, or you like maybe you uh, get like a chameleon-like skin or something like that. Sort of ripples with different like Ooh, different like yeah. textures that match in with the so just when you make a yes. uh, a stealth roll you just get that little bit of like you just flavor it with that sense of or your skin sort of like merges with the colorings yeah. of the background it's not I, perfect I, yeah but, yeah exactly yeah. it's not perfect i guess a little again, eye a, that can look around a bit more i guess again for the dm because it does say that the dm has the choice in this i mm. think you would talk with your players a bit this mm. is where i would invite players to describe stuff yeah i'm a big fan of like saying okay what you can add one thing to this scene it's not world changing um mm. but what can it be like it's something about your appearance yada yada, yada. I, I would then have maybe a list of animals for each class of my party and be like here's some examples and then they could go no i don't want any examples or, or i'll take a bit of each mm. um and just because like for example for me i was trying to think of like stuff for like say clerics uh, like druids i can imagine are very very easy because they're like they're all full of nature so it could be anything on that but clerics yeah. I, was like, I don't know what i do for clerics so maybe I something a bit like more mystical owls eagles mm. sort of birds i guess like that sort of angeline sort of like yeah. figures so sort of reaching for the a dove the yeah a dove yeah exactly <laughs> or maybe like um a swan oh Ooh. a swan's a good idea yeah as long as it's not like an ugly duckling if they're like <laughs> mid changing it's like oh no maybe um, i'm but... thinking like friar tuck what was friar tuck though he was a, like a oh he was like a stoat or something we're stoat? talking about yeah. we're talking about um robin hood oh, yeah. the disney yeah. the disney thing yeah. i like the fact we both knew what it was but i thought yeah. i need to clarify it for those people who don't who aren't as uh up on their disney uh, uh who doesn't know the robin hood disney version right like... that means that means um the bard is a cockerel and i yes. am all for that <gasps> no but that is perfect to be honest yeah. actually isn't it that's undoable yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> because that, the cockerel in that is, is such a good narration as well so yeah i like that idea but essentially the, the the tagline for the beastlands is that life is simple but savage and i think that really encapsulates all of it the mm. other thing as well which I, I i know we'll go on to when we talk, discuss the different layers is this idea that it's not just when we say beastlands, maybe we're thinking of like forests or, or, or hills or that sort of thing. It's not like that. It's every kind of environment. Yeah. So you could end up in this in a tundra or a, or a savanna or yeah. a desert. You know, all these different things. And I thought that's actually quite cool. I would mm. like I'd like to see it. Like you end up in the desert. You end up on an icy peak. Um, yeah. But it, it but it is that breathtaking beautiful. I know somebody recently who, through various art programs, they went to the Arctic Circle and mm. they took video of the like the ice and them walking through the snow and it was just incredible to hear because oh, wow. there's no noise or anything like that yeah. it was just so cool and i thought that would be such a cool place to to do it but not in a horror setting I, everything i do <laughs> is always a horror setting right but it was so surprise beautiful. surprise <laughs> i know oh predictable fiona but yeah i just i just thought to myself that's really cool i, w I want to be able to do a setting that mm. is just it's just beautiful and just appreciating yeah. that and there's not like a conflict there's not a conflict to it there's not like a mm. oh there's the, the the storm is coming in we're going to be frozen to death it's just mm. beautiful mm. picturesque and i agree and i think that's what i liked about it more than like the sort of um arcadia which is like too perfect you know like that yeah. sort of like nature that's uh you know too organized and everything, regimented. everything is great and yeah then, yeah and then Arbora, which is like too extreme, you know. What I mean, it's a two K, and then you and the other ones that are then basically all mountains. The other ones that are kind of like Igrasil, Isgard, and uh, Mount Celestia. So this one, I kind of like this feeling of just like yeah, that real. You go right into a jungle, and it's just like thick, proper jungle space, and then climb up through the mountain and then you get to the top and it's a huge sort of like glacier oh. and then yeah and then walk down to the side of a, a, a you know beach you know tropical beach land or something like that would be kind of cool you, you know what i guess again for inspiration if you're thinking about taking your players to this place looking at like drone footage of people going up hills and stuff like, and getting mm. that full view 
you would be incredible. Again, Let's I get that, those background videos now, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but also, I was thinking of that that scene in Lord of the Rings where they come over the ridge and there's yes. that music as well. That's what I imagine. When you were talking about it, then I was like, oh, I can feel that swell. Like, oh, there's mm. the music, and we're on a journey and an adventure, and the, the yeah. landscape is beautiful. We need that Skyrim track that we were talking about. We need on the Skyrim. The yeah, we need the, the ex- day, yeah. we need the um, yeah, explore- yeah exploration suite. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is the music for this. So with that then, so we've got this fantastic, like, you know, uh, um, epic landscape, but how is it apportioned and presented? Yes. <laughs> one may ask. <laughs> one, one may ask. I, I ask you that. I ask you that question, Hamilton. How? Because <laughs> we, well, we've talked about this before. This mm. idea that when you come to a, a plane, you think of each plane as a number of layers, like a cake. So like, mm. the abyss has infinite layers. So you make, it makes yourself feel sick with just the yeah. idea of what is in this cake, and is it good for you? Probably not. It's the one that Rachel made in Friends. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Whereas like Mount Celestia, you've got uh, seven layers, and then obviously seven tier sort of band. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thing. seven tiers of perfection that you'll yeah. never get to the end of. It's and a wedding go, cake, isn't it? Yeah, it's a proper wedding cake. And then, yeah. and then obviously you got Battle the Nine Hells, which has nine layers the other way, like mm. all the way down, which is like, like oh, all oh. the chocolates you could ever need, but like so oh. sickly disgusting and bad for you. But like at the bottom, death by death by Asmodeus Amodia, <laughs> chocolate. Just like poor. <laughs> But yeah, what about what about this chili chocolate? Beast- then? How about that? Uh, this one, this this, this Beastland cake. Then well, what, this Beastland the cake is it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the other one we talked about, like Arcadia, where like this, it has you know very solar centric sort of ideas behind it. Uh, in ter- but then in this one, it is split into three layers, which yep. are Krigala, Krigala, yeah, the layer of eternal noon. Brux, the land of never-ending twilight, and Karasuthra, the domain of the glowing moon. And so, and it's very simply arranged. Krigala is, as it says, in eternal noon. So it is pure, brazing sunshine, which shines from the sun called Solera. And then you have Brux, which is the never-ending twilight, which is halfway between the two. Uh, So I will then skip then to Karasuthra, which is where the moon uh, Noctos Reigns supreme, yeah. And so there is. It is midnight, and there is only light of a moon. There is just moonlight, and I think there are some stars in the sky. It wasn't I think mentioned? But uh, it's not starry. Like, yeah, it, it's definitely that. It's it's Noctus's domain essentially. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's their light. I mean. yeah. yeah, and so when you're in the middle in Brux, you are basically it is however you see it, sunset or sunrise. Yeah. This sort of dusky or dawn. Um, never-ending twilight which always reminds me of how i've always imagined the way that matt mercer explains the feywild was and i always use it i don't know if it is a feywild thing but you walk left uh when you walk east it's uh an ever a never-ending uh dusk and when you walk west it's a never-ending door uh the other way around oh, yeah you know what i mean Dawn I, and dusk, I, I mean i did it i did it the other way around for me off on camera it doesn't yes. matter yes i yeah it's that I think what's cool about it again it talks about it a little bit not in too much detail in this primer but mm. this idea of like gate uh, gate towns or towns on the on the frontier mm. uh, of brooks and the bit between yes. um Gala and the uh, uh i've already forgotten it's a karasuthra uh, mm. one of them is like 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 that dusk and then one of them is sunrise that, yeah yeah exactly. dawn essentially yeah and i think that's so cool like, that on the opposite side signpost and uh uh, wind. Uh, I've forgotten the yeah, names. It's, well, no, no, it's too many. no, 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 no. But you're right. You're right because it, yeah. signpost is definitely one of them. And then the other one, I, I think it's wayside. mentioned once. Uh, wayside. There you go. I was yeah, gonna say it meant, it's mentioned once in one line, and then it's never mentioned. Yeah, just beyond that, there is the other one, which is counterpart called wayside, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. There's, there's nothing else about it yeah. in that whole chapter. But that's quite cool. Again, like you know, mm. they get lost, then they know where they are. Yeah, I just thought that, and yeah. I guess maybe wayside, you could add your own little things about it maybe it's just it literally is the counterpart mm-hmm. as the sun and moon are counterparts and this it's just the counterpart of mm. signpost as well yeah. so yeah so uh i guess like yeah let's uh, i guess we could yeah. talk a little bit like go into a little bit of detail mm. about it so that that first layer the uh Krigala, mm. yeah sunlight all the time so as yeah. a result everything is beautifully lush you've got all these different environments they're not random random but you know you'll def- and you will yes. never get like you know ice next to um a luscious field but mm. you'd get like certain bits and pieces like it's all arranged but you will get a whole i like, just imagine um, it like 
imagine a video game world version of a nature environment, which is like you will quickly transition from, you know, yes. the beach to the edge of the mountain to up the mountain to into the forest and then beyond into the jungle. And then, you know, like, you know, that's kind of how I see it. Like, it, I quite like that. Yeah. That sort of way. Yeah, I like that. It's an open sandbox, but you can quickly get to the capital, the capital yeah, city exactly. or the different next environment yeah. if you walk long enough and eventually you get fast yeah. travel and you're like, oh, yeah. and now I'm here. Yeah, I quite like that. What I quite like, again, this idea that it is so sunny, it almost scorches the earth. So that idea mm. that the deserts are really, really hot, everything yeah. is luscious and they're, they're blooming, everything yeah. is like, ah, we are living. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It is life. Ah, People are singing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you and I am and how I've imagined it is that that sort of natural environment is the same throughout each plane layer. However, yes. you'll just experience them in different. They are physically separate, but you would probably transit you. They are split. So Krigala is split from Brux by the River Oceanus. So, yes. which is the, which is the sort of counterpart to the River Styx, which travels through the upper plains. Not yep. all of them, but some, some of them. them. Yeah. Uh, it it starts in Thalassia in Elysium, which is the lowest layer of Elysium. Yes. I know that because when you have thalassophobia, is when you're afraid of large open water, and it's the oh. ancient sea of Greece, the, the like original waters. It's the Thalassia. So. There you go. Oh, well, I, I did not know that. So the more you know, <laughs> the more Fiona. you know. <laughs> and oh. so, but anyway, that travels through there, Anaboria, and I can't remember where else. I think that's the only yeah, two I can I remember off the top. Of a, my yeah, head. a couple of other planes. But jumping off that, uh, Yggdrasil, yeah. the huge world tree, goes through quite a few yes. layers. And this cool fact that I didn't know about, this idea that there is like guardians of the tree, which are mm. squirrel folk, that I just, I just, I know. I Perfect. Like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. no, you can't cut. You, you no. want to use that branch? Oh, I, I don't know. I'll have to ask higher up. And then you just have a whole bunch of squirrels going, no, no, <laughs> don't let them on our branch. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, they're called the Rasatok. I think that's how you pronounce oh, right. it. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, mm. again, I like the idea that there are guardians to these places. That there are people, just like the River Styx has, like people mm. that go, you know, you go on boats and stuff like that. Mm. Here, there is something here that are squirrel folk that are the guardians of the tree, and I'm just like. That's great. What a great interaction you can have there. I just thought that was very cool. Yeah, the squirrel people known as rats. I just must have missed How did I miss that? I don't even know. Uh, it's fine. It's, again, it's such a short little paragraph. And I think that's the thing yeah. is sometimes, I, I know we say this for all things, sometimes you're like, oh, there's so much stuff here. That is such yeah. a little sentence. And I'm like, I want to know more about these squirrel exactly. folks. Just like, and they wouldn't even pre- mention it like Isgard or anything like that, did they? Didn't mention them yeah. once. So, no, exactly. Yeah. And I, 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 got, I don't know. There was a previous plane that talked about all that, like a town of ants like yeah. the hive of stuff I was like that's actually quite interesting like the you know, mm. whole sort of hive thing but they don't get mentioned anywhere else I'm sure they do in yeah. and other books stuff like, but for this one I was like oh, I want to know more about Squirrel Club more. But, now I need oh, to buy more. the monstrous companion it was on oh more stuff no um, yeah. but I will say with this first layer as well mm. one of my favourite things which I talked to you off uh, recording very very briefly mm. about before we were like we need to record about this is the Forbidden Plateau oh this, yeah this a very cool last idea. There's just something that just rises out of the ground, just impossibly tall, with strange creatures mm-hmm. living on top of it. You maybe see like a big creature, but you don't know what it is. And it's like nobody ever goes in, and hardly anything ever comes out because it's no. it's so big. It's this concave. It's really a lost world, isn't it? It is. Whoa! Look at that. <laughs> a lost world indeed. Yes, this place. Not only is it difficult to reach, um, it's, but it's self-sufficient. It's a whole ecosystem for. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Yeah, and it's interesting to note. So, one of the special conditions we haven't talked about, I don't know, we talked about on camera, is that you can't fly. Yes, you can't cast fly. You can only fly if you naturally fly. Yes, and therefore that's why it is very difficult to get up to there. I suppose if you are a dwarf, you might be able to figure out some tunnels to get you up there. There are other ways, like it says, it's so like sheer a cliff that even the you know the the toughest rogues. I don't think they had monks yet in this, but they might have done mm, um, to climb up there. So, but you know, you could always work a way around. But yes, at the top, there are all the dinos, dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, 
it's one of those things where you think, really, dinosaurs? And you're like, yeah, why not? Like, I know, obviously, we have, like, Tomb of Annihilation and Chult, mm. and they have dinosaur races and all that stuff yeah. in there. But this is the first time I've, I will admit that I've seen this in, like, a previous edition. They talk about dinosaurs. I know people have used them and stuff, so it's just like... Well, this okay, came out cool. in 95. It was copyrighted, so that is one year after Jurassic Park came out, so... It makes sort of sense. That well, would... but you were telling me that one of the adventures yes. has, a, has a kind of like Jurassic Park feel. Do you want to quickly just say about yes. that? Yes. So there is an adventure which is called uh, Beyond the Fo the Beyond the uh, Forbidden Plateau. Beyond the Forbidden Plateau. Yeah, it's in the if you buy the two e planes of co conflict, you get a bunch of adventures with it. This one is, I think, the last one or second to last one in there. And basically, you get a chance to go up there, have a look around, and find out that there are a bunch of um, Batezu, uh, so deep devils, going there, nicking the, the dinosaurs, trying to breed them in their own captivities and put them in, in the lower plains in the hells to take them on the sticks to fight in the blood war for them. I love that. So there's, there's a, you can have your own little Jurassic Park adventure <laughs> if you want one. I love, but again, I love the idea that you could have like like Sam Neil, whoever plays Ellie, and the yeah. Goldblum just turn up and go, why do they always have to go bigger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Life finds a way. Life finds a way. Yeah, and then you'd be like, clever girl all over the place. And then I can't like, do a very good Goldblum impression. Uh, so. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was better than but, mine, that was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, I, so I think for, for me, maybe if I really wanted them to experience like dinosaurs, like because I feel like mm. for me, because when I think of D and D, obviously I think of high fantasy. Traditionally, mm. I know you you could do it, whatever thing. But I'm like, uh, maybe if I was going to be something like, all right, they're going to get transported straight to the Bin Plateau, yeah. and then we're going, where the hell are we? Oh my yeah, god, exactly. we are all massively outmatched. Uh, and, you try and, and do the sort uh, of like you end up in this big jungle, and you hear some weird noises. You hear big thumping, thundering, like bound, like, and they all go like, oh, is it a troll? Is it a yes. giant? You're like, it's a huge beast thing, and then you see it's like long neck and it and you look out on the plains and you have the moment where it's like you take your glasses off and you pull away and you go <gasps> oh, yeah i like that you land in a huge uh, dino print and the water is going and yes. it's like yeah oh, oh. basically watch jurassic park put it in D. &D. that's what we're <laughs> that's what yeah. we want that's exactly. all we want uh, some other things to mention about this first layer as well, which I know we've skipped onto the other ones. There's a signpost you sort of mentioned is sort mm. of True Frontier Town, where it's all yeah. sunset. Um, but I guess signpost, it's, it's, is that the, that's the stronghold of this new faction? Is that right? That, you, that we want to talk about? Yes, uh, a uh, sign of one. That's it, the sign of one. They are, then, uh, which they're not the, it's, they're, they're not a new faction. They are, <laughs> They are uh, the signers, which is one of the factions of um, Planescape in Sigil. They are the ones that believe that there is one person who is con whose mind is creating the universe. Mm. So, and they have a very sort of like, uh, so they believe that any one person could be that person. There's also mm -hmm. some people believe that um, that every single individual is creating their own universe. They have lots of different like belief systems under that, but there's a very simple, and it says here the reason why they sort of find the Beastlands such a, a home, which I'm not fully. I think it's a bit of a, a leap, <laughs> a fake, okay. but it's sort of the fact that it's very uh, the beasts of the land are very self-focused, and it's about their yeah. existence, which doesn't go beyond what they see in front of them and the hunt and the desires and requirements they need, which I don't think is necessarily fully the sign of one's theories but no, I, I think but the, the the philosophy like this idea like nothing exists mm. unless it impacts on the critter's life so yeah it doesn't complain about what it's got it just goes about its business of living its best life it can while seeking yeah. like better food mm. larger territory mates some offspring yada yada, yada. Yeah. it's like yeah. my lot is simple i don't care what happens in the bigger picture i think I mean, I yeah. think that could be that could be a problematic viewpoint if you know the yeah. plateau is a is a volcano or something like that. But I don't care about that. I am just going to live my best life, and if my best life is next to a volcano, I'm just going to stay there. Um, yeah. So I think you can have, I think you could have fun with it. I think it's 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 an interesting one just to have. I guess it fits in well with this, this beastland idea that it, as long as you don't harm 
a critter or you don't you know you don't impact in some way some external force they'll leave you alone because they're just too busy yeah. getting on with their own uh their own lot in life essentially yeah i think that's it um yeah so they do all believe themselves to be that unique mind so they all do think they are the one person creating the universe so there is that sort of belief but it's kind of yeah so i think that's why uh and and in that sense the the plane itself also sort of defines more of your inner self so there's that sort of feeling i guess as well which you can kind of see but yeah so they're based there and it's out of um an old thing called the dream hearth which is which is quite yeah, like in a manner, manner, and state that the faction rebuild was stored, but it it doesn't really give you too much more about it. But it has such a cool name, <laughs> and I'm like, do you know what I mean? And I was just like, wait, there's got to be something behind no. what because it also says, oh, Waysign doesn't have a dream hearth, and you're like, but why? Why is why? that so special? Yeah, but what? why is it special? I want to know why it's special. Yeah, there's, there's, there's clearly, clearly, there's the. I, I guess that's it is meant for you to build. But I agree, it's yeah. similar to those um, previous. Dwarven Duragard towns we talked about that had really yeah. cool names. You're like, I want to know more about those. And yeah. like, no, you just use these names. And you're like, no. well, that's kind of I sort of saw it as like what I'd see is like when you sleep by the dream half, you dream like some sort of specific like welcoming like divination or something like that. I don't know. It could be kind of interesting or something. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, or you yeah. dream as an animal of your choice, like you go and inhabit the spirit of your, oh, your you spirit like a point of view, like and you, you gain more insight into how this works. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, that could be quite cool. I don't know. There's, it needs a bit uh, of something like that. It's the only thing I was like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I agree. I, 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 yeah, I was like, oh, an abandoned manor. Boo. Yeah, I agree on that. Then we've got stuff like uh, Skirits. I think that's how you pronounce it, Skirit's Glade, this idea yep. of the god of the centaurs, a small mm-hmm. forest realm with a mix of deciduous and conifer trees. I was like, yes. ooh. <laughs> um, no, again, not too much is very pastoral. Um, yeah. I guess these these things, when we talk about these realm stuff, they're very so much like, this is what we do. We, and this is the interesting thing, it doesn't really talk about politics in this play at all, because people just no. get on with their own yeah. thing. So you have all these settlements, but they don't really have like, rivals or, or no, enemies or it's, it's of, just like we're just getting on with yeah. our own thing and we're okay with that yeah it's kind of like the, the like they have these things that they call the, the current chant or like of the of the, the area which normally has stuff. like a bit of like oh someone's about to usurp someone or the real power behind the throne they used to have the power behind the throne thing on a couple of them but it's not this yes. here and it's like oh. this one for example is just the centaurs used to be skilled in they're said to be skilled in potions but some say they they've found some really cool salves you're like okay uh, <laughs> right, that's, that's, that's really that's, riveting that's the, level, that's the level of gossip that's going around these stuff yeah my gosh, you know on. what it feels like when you go home and you're in the countryside and it's all very lovely and you're like oh so what's been happening oh well steve got a new car and you're like good for steve anything else no yeah. <laughs> what he's about not you and... making his own beer anymore oh <laughs> Right. Good. Tell, yep. tell us about that big far off London, that that big city <laughs> life. I don't know. I, I kid, I kid, yeah. but it, it is true. It's interesting when you read these things because they're like they're all very cool settlements, but there's like apart from a few services here and there, like you go, oh, that could be interesting. It's not really much like, oh, yeah. here's what's the adventure hook for being yeah. far here. Like uh, some well, of them this- have like. They have some of them have like so for example this uh, this glade one so I did mm. that creatures that spend a day or more there are granted a plus one bonus to all wisdom checks but they're yeah. the duration of a stay that's nice I've not seen that before in any of the other towns yeah. we visited and I like but it, it's peace of mind be a rare commodity in the outer plains <laughs> it's yeah. very true I, that's it's very like, true I like the standing stones one which is the next one yes. I talked about in this which about yes. the, a character called the warden and so like. <gasps> As I said, the mentioned before, the Happy Hunting Grounds is the name it's called. And there is like, you know, and I think it tries to go against that whole idea that this was put up as like a place where you can imagine your sort of uh, bad guy in Ace Ventura 2 uh, sort of like goes and I'm going to go out and shoot all the rhinos. I'm going to catch all, you know, all those sort of idiots and like all the Americans who like to collect, you know, collect the scorecards and stuff. And this person um, patrols the area for anyone who dares to hunt for sport. Uh, and he doesn't hunt alone. He has a pack of hunting hounds and a flock of falcons to back him up. And so, if you, if anyone's out there, or like you could, you know, like, or if you end up going out there, like maybe you're tasked with, you know, finding the, you know, like some sort of like magical beasts, uh, like claws or something like that for a potion. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, you're not hunting for sport, but you're hunting for. No. But you're, you know, there's a there's a borderline that you're playing, you're planning yeah. on there, and there's, you can go down some interesting routes with that. But this character might 
try and come after you because hey what are you doing here like this is a land of you know you're, this is you're not what you're meant to be doing here sort of thing yeah it's like a, yeah an anti-vigilante for the yeah. poachers essentially yeah so exactly with, with that i wanted to come, sort of jump ahead a little bit to the optional rule that yes. you get in fifth edition so uh, we've said this before but in the dm's guide it has very very brief like here's a paragraph about each plane but also optional rules that these places can have so i wanted to talk mm. about uh, the optional rule of beast transformation so whenever a visitor slays a beast and native to the plane the slayer must succeed on a dc 10 charisma saving throw so not particularly high but you never know uh, or become transformed as the polymorph spell into a type of creature that was slain in this form, the creature retains its intelligence and ability to speak. At the end of each long rest, the polymorph creature can repeat the saving throw. On a successful save, the creature returns to its true form, but after three failed, failed saving throws, the transformation can only be undone by a remove curse spell or similar mm. magic. That's now, interesting. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. I quite like that. This idea that it's yeah the happy hunting grounds. It's not because this idea mm. that everything has its purpose. Like that's what I see from this. That everything you know, everything you know, you have the predators and prey and that sort of thing. But if you're killing for the sake of killing a sport thing, that like you become the prey and you may get hunted yourself and all that sort of thing. But you are just replacing another person, another you know, and you're replacing it because you took their life. Uh, you know, without cause, I guess. Because again, the whole sort of like petitioners and, and the, the people native to the plane are mostly animals. Uh, they're animals that are intelligent and can speak and stuff like that. So the, I just thought that was mm. such a cool little thing, uh, mm. which could fit in with the warden quite well that it's the warden casting the spell or, or like controlling yeah. it and, and is the only one that can save you, for example, or like, like you need yeah. to atone for your ways in some way. I don't know. I just thought it was just an interesting one that you could be stuck like this form for a long time and mm. people might not believe you because that's, I guess, here's the thing you can, you know, retain your intelligence and ability to speak, but what if it's that's only on this plane? If you go to a different plane, the prime plane, you might not be able to speak and you might start to lose that intelligence and you might just be. No, I think that's quite cool. I yeah. think that's, so there's a couple we've just put then in those both those things, two little adventure things that you can have conflicts that you can have in your adventure yep. if you end up here, which is kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think they're fun. I also like the stream that's here, which is like this impossibly cold stream that if you survive um, and it enters the water, voluntary feels invigorating, gains a plus one bonus all constitution checks for the remainder of the day. Yeah. Which I kind of like is like, you know, the plunge pool you do at the end of like going to a spa. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's sort of like, it's like you've been in the sauna and you jump in the plunge pool and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I feel fortified <laughs> for the rest of the day. Now. This was good. I promise yeah. this was good. I promise this was good for me. Yeah. No, yeah. And any of those, yeah, it feels very much like health spa that you go and have the ice bath and all that sort of thing for. Um... Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely okay. see that. Yeah, again, this idea that some of the realms from the sites that they might not have much in terms of conflict per se, or maybe I, I don't want to say adventure hooks because I'm sure that you can make something off of them. Mm. But there's there's always like a benefit for being a part of uh, this person's particular settlement mm. for a couple of days. But I guess it, it's more the um, the appeal of the beastlands in a way. This idea that you become sort of your true self. You don't. There's not like a uh, there's no optional rule that you will want to return here like some of the other planes or you want to stay here uh, the only other optional rule that it has is this hunter's paradise where your hunting and stalking abilities are improved and you have an advantage on animal handling and perception and survival whilst here there's nothing that makes you want to stay here and become one with the land but yeah, yeah so unless that's you what be. your character like last oh, yeah. like end of their sort of like journey maybe sort of yeah. thing like a druid or you know that sort of thing or maybe even a character decides to like go I'm gonna stay. This is, you know. You, you know what it reminded me of? Even. You know what it reminded me of? I don't know. Have you seen Annihilation on Netflix? Yes. It reminded me of um, the lady that yeah. turns into butterflies at the. Uh, yeah. A spoiler. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but this idea that you're always evolving and then and then they, yeah. people change into into creatures. Obviously, some yeah. of them are horrible creatures, but some of them are very nice creatures. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Also, the ending of that. Oh, so good. It's, so... A, it's, a, it's I tell you what, if you if, if folks out there want a good sci-fi and like Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaacs, who's in it for yeah. a very small bit, go watch that film because it, it's it's a thinker. It might not appeal to everyone, but I really like it and it looks beautiful. Is um, it worth talking about whilst we're talking about peoples of this plane? Is yes. it worth just mentioning the the Wilders then, the Verdant yes, Guild? Yes, the the other yeah the other guild. Let's go for that. Yeah. yeah. 
So they are an interesting little additional. So we've had a couple of those, haven't we? The mathematicians, yes. for example, in that um, was it. Yes. In Macanus, there was another one that's gone right out of my. There's head. another one. That's, I'm sure people shouted us now, going, there, "Was this one from there, this point?" Yeah, yeah. yeah there were other ones that were specific yes. ones, but still to this. So the the Wilders are a. Um, their philosophy is the wilderness is the foundation of all life. The wild places have existed for eons and should continue for untold ages. Without the recess of the wilderness, civilization itself is doomed. Therefore, the wilderness must be preserved from the forces of civilization, evil, and destruction. Mm. A little bit like a Ravnica guild Ravnica. that we have been talking about yes. recently as well, which mm -hmm. was forgotten the name of them now as well. Which one uh, was? Uh, was it? Was it the barbarian? Uh, yeah, and the sand. Yeah, the, and the uh, sense. The sign. Uh, the sign Selenia uh, Conclave? The yeah, the Selenia Conclave. Well oh. done, your brain. Wow, I could see you go to the heavens there for that to be divine. <laughs> the, my, my cogs from Akarnas rushing around there, <laughs> steam blowing out the back of my head. Yes, uh, Selenia but, Conclave and the one at the beginning, which I can't remember from yeah. my head. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and unlike those ones, not looking to destroy civilization, but to preserve the nature that yeah. is existing. And so therefore they find yeah. a, a, a definite home here on, on this plane, particularly. Um, uh, but they also are quite uh, enamored with Yggdrasil, and so that's their their, their symbol, is an uh, image yeah, of the, Yggdrasil with the mask on the front. Yeah. And that's something that they wear, all these uh, masks and adornments to themselves, that sort of are of the, and when you join it, you you sort of adorn yourself with a mask and like cape or something that fits with the animal that you take like yeah. uh, connection with, basically. Yeah, it, just, it has like a whole sort of process, like it takes a mm. month, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I do think that's quite cool, this idea that, you know, that mask, I mean, I do admit it makes me think of Wickerman quite a bit, and that's obviously a bad thing because everyone's yeah. wearing masks, and, and Midsummer as well to an extent as well. But yeah, I, I quite like that. But I also like their foe that they have this idea. It's just called, again, a throwaway line or two. It yeah. just calls it the, the vile hunt. And you're like, yeah. I want to hear more about this vile hunt. Like, this yes. sounds awful. Like, what a great, ugh. and it's just this idea that. The, these folk, whoever's a, who's ever a part of the what vile hunt, considers animals with the minds of men to be an abomination. You know, mm. ooh, that that tells you yeah. so much about them. Like they just, they, they, they're just dead. They would hate the beast ones, so you have to protect yeah. from this. And oh yeah, I just feel like you could do so much with like they're There's coming. There's a good the, little mini campaign oh. thing going on with that, isn't there? Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, again, if you wanted to have small... a particular sort of like, and an environment, if you wanted to go down a very environmentally themed campaign, there's something mm. here. You know, there's a lot of stuff. You know, there's a lot, you know, which is kind of interesting. If you want to feel like you want to take control of that, which we feel we can't in our day-to-day -day lives, here's a D&D &D you know, world to, to, I mean, to do it in. That's that's a good point. If you're thinking about this first layer with all the different um, different kinds of environments, but then maybe the environments are changing too much. You mm. don't, like, I don't know, climate change is happening, so you have to move yeah. some of the animals. You don't have to build an ark or anything like that, but, you know, it's similar <laughs> sort of thing that you have to, having to move people to different places and, like, reason with animals. Oh, yeah, or maybe, like, somehow, like, the abyss has started to get in, like, or it's some yeah. sort of, like, it's been, like, something that's got, something that's got too chaotic and therefore it's pulled in the abyss, which means it's changing the plane mm. and therefore, yeah, I don't know, or something, anything along those lines could Very could cool. I really like yeah. that. That's very cool. That's so cool. So there's the. We've gone through the first plane. Uh, yep. We then head on to the second plane across the River Oceana. So which again, because you can't fly, and the and the River Oceana is it's not like it doesn't it's not like the stick, so you, you can swim in it. But it's quite strong rivers, and so you'd have yes. to swim across what? it and to make some make some um, some checks. Or you need to find a boat or some way across. But um, once you do get across, you get into land of eternal twilight, which yeah, is Brooks. So this is obviously the half moon and the sun sort of like barely, barely visible in the sky. Um, I, just, I just want to say, I much... there's a there's a line that says yeah. um, uh, this place is significantly cooler and darker than the first layer. So instantly I'm like, oh, they're emo. They're, they're a bit yeah. <laughs> They're cooler and darker. <laughs> cooler and darker. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt them. I was, that, that's the image I have in my head is that they're cooler and darker. Well, you're anyway. to, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Due to this cooler environment, uh, yes. mist, fogs, and clouds often arise from the land. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it, you can. It's going to be that um, golden hour light, big long shadows, and all that sort of stuff. Very beautiful. Um, and so it's got a couple of places it mentions in this. So it's got uh, and an interesting a group of. Um, 
yes. uh, peoples, which I had in the the winged elves, the Asferial, um, yes. which are in Alcarak Elam Jankal, which is. I'm glad you attempted that because I was just like, oh my goodness, Alcarak Elam Jankal. There you go. Yes. Very, yeah. And you know what? I had to reread this section because I was like, wait, are they not just Arakokra? But no, they're actually winged elves. Yes, exactly. And, neither, like... and they say they do get confused with um, uh, with celestials as well because they're sort of yep. elves with wings. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what celestials sort of look like to a certain extent. Yeah. But they, um, I love the idea of their land, which is that it's a canopy. They live in this woven the canopy branches into homes yeah. and made these sort of nests within them. So this yeah, it's like, like the whole nest town, isn't it? And yeah, got, like the set. It's full of flapping wings, cries of hungry young, and canopied meeting rooms and gathering mm. halls. And just like, oh, it's so cool! Like just just being able to look up and seeing these lights and people flitting between them, and you think, oh, are those fairies? Are they what the mm. fae? And they're like, no, there's a winged elves. And you're like, oh shoot. That's that's a, that's pretty cool. It, they look pretty cool. Um, what I do like again, there's not much in terms of like st- real stuff about it. Like we've talked about it before, that there's mm. not much in terms of like the how, power behind the throne or stuff like that. But one thing I do like is that inhabitants do not trust uh, Burks or visitors who mm. make open use of fire due to mm. the dangers it causes to them. Because they're literally kindling, is it? They're like, ah, no. Yeah. So probably again, not a good idea. Because <laughs> again, it's, that could be a really cool adventure hook in a way like i don't know maybe there's an, a curious uh young like you one person that's young you know how people mm. uh, people how birds fall out of nests and stuff like that and yeah. they come home and go look they showed me this and they're like no what have yeah. you know what have you got there a fire no <laughs> <laughs> so true no i like that yeah oh yeah i accidentally taught people so you don't know about fire and the kids are like, no! Oh, well, this is how you do it. You just get two things like, what are you doing? Stop! Stop, 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 Don't stop! Yeah. Them. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, oh, very cool. So, but it, uh, yeah, there's a little bit like, again, talk about that adventure, like people are trying to get their wings, uh, the sort of like the feathers for like featherfall tokens mm-hmm. and stuff like that, flying potions. So maybe there's, that's how yeah. you can get interacted with the warden and people maybe like try, you know, there's, there's another little sort of link with that. Um, then a couple there's two other sort of realms uh, in this plane that it talks about and I think you could then extrapolate from these yes. quite easily which is that yes. there is the Cat's Lord's Prowl and uh, Ursus which is um, Ballador, which are basically the father bear yeah, yeah one's for cats one's for, for bears and I think you can <laughs> sort of imagine one's kind of like what one's like and what the other's like really I just some... I just love again the cat lord's prowl I, I got vain and curious and the next line vain and fickle because vain came up twice <laughs> I'm like yep that makes sense so yeah you can literally cats. take yeah cats um, and again it's like again if you get captured by some of their crew that they, they like you have to appease to their better nature and their ego yeah. and if you do you might be invited on the next hunt but like might not it doesn't matter uh, yeah. whatever like they're the emo kids <laughs> yeah whatever like i guess you can stay yeah. do you have anything for me you don't well, we're gonna come... kids, but on the other side like, like you were saying like this 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 uh balador the father bear yeah. It's like, oh yeah, so lovely. Winnie the uh, like, Pooh and Winnie the Pooh and, and Paddington, Paddington and, just, and all those uh, sorts of like farthing wood and yeah, just like You know what again, this one again it talks about this idea of services, so they distrust mm. like lycran throats and if they've changed their alignment, but if they're sticking to relieve their curse, then you can do it here. But the thing I do like, there's a little again, throwaway line in this uh, Ursus uh, the settlement's mm. campsite is that payment is a good tale, a good story. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that. You I just mean, can I... imagine how cozy it would oh. be, couldn't you? You know, it's just like, oh, it's like Goldilocks just finding the right bed, <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> and just be like sitting there. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. lovely. <laughs> so that was a nice little stop before that, that we move nice... on. Yes, that was nice. way sign. On to Karasuthra, Noctis's domain. So the third and final layer, where riding high in the midnight sky, Noctis absorbs most of the energy that the distant Solera sends him. The moon surface glows brightly as a result. Um, so it pre- it pre- prevents any non-magical light source from alighting in the layer, so torches won't burn, neither does lamp oil, campfires cannot be lint, nor do flint and steel strike sparks. Yeah. So 
not going to be many dwarven forges no, <laughs> on this I, plane. I, I thought it, as well. it's going to be very cold evenings unless you've got like yeah. I don't know like a, 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 a uh, I was going to say a pub or them, but like Mordekainen's uh, like mansion or anything yes. like that. Like it's yeah. going to be cold and it's going to be dark. And yeah. it, it talks about with each layer this idea of those animals, uh, native to mm. layers. This idea that you could have mm. almost like um, deep ocean vibes. This idea that there are some creatures that are so you are weird, and they only yeah. come up. Cause, you know, this idea that they've got weird eyes or. You ever seen that, like that. Sh- that gob? Is it called the goblin, goblin sh- shark? Goblin shark. But, 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 but that nope. is definitely a D&D character that made real, isn't it? Like, what? That is, the the that goblin is. wolf or something like that that comes out in the dark and just... However, oh. if you were feeling a bit cold, though, Fiona, here's a mm-hmm. segue for you. You could travel yes. to the Labyrinth of Fiery Doom. <laughs> so good. <laughs> better, better trademark that. Yes. It is. Um, because yeah. it's uh, basically a lot of geological activity occurring around here. And one of my favourite stories of this land, to yes. be honest. Again, not surprising, it has dragons in it, <laughs> but but not a real dragon. Um, oh. Spoiler alert. But uh, basically, a huge, the hearsay is a huge ancient red dragon of most vile temper resides here in the all-pervading darkness along with his Tanari lover. The dragon crouches upon a treasure hoard collector of Ian, supplemented by the riches of the Tanari's mm. victims. Tales are whispered of the odious twosome and their heinous practices held here in the eternal light of Karasutra, so their evil acts remain unseen. Um, and this layer is like a it's a cave complex where it's like a labyrinth, and it twists and turns uh, down to basically um, violent sort of like uh, rivers of boiling water and, uh, mm. and you know and, and you know caverns of molten lava and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does say your PC should never learn the truth of this. So if you if you don't want to tell your PCs this, but this is the DM travel now. Book, so yes, no, yeah. no players allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something. What are you doing here? Get out of here! Get yeah. out! Yeah. Yeah. What, are what are you watching? Uh, that um, actually, it's uh, actually an Asimar and a devil who fell in love <gasps> and are pretending to be a dragon and a Tanari to set, put off the scent of their their um, yes. higher ups, and so they're like lovers that sort of like hide away in this sort of like cavern I don't know it's kind of like there's a nice little story to it's it like, it, it, it does feel like cool. very much like star-crossed lovers they were yeah. you know they're from two different places and their, mm. their, their families or, or, or bloodlines would ever approve mm. but they just talk about this idea of adventurehood that people are being are, are following them or finding out them so you, this idea mm. that your party can be sent to like investigate these rumours and then they're like Oh no, they're just two Starcross. Oh no, we've led them right directly to you. To oh. them, yeah, exactly, yeah. Or like you, I don't know, yeah. Like you could add something. Like maybe you've got some other characters that got like NPCs that have a similar fate, and so you yes. you hear about this place and take them there as like as a as a place of sanctuary or something mm. like that, or like. I don't know. It could be, or you can make it like the Gretna Green of the of the D and D world. Oh ev- yeah, everyone elopes there to elopes be there with their love. Yeah, yeah, they're from Aww. different places. Like they're like yeah, exactly. I like um, that. But yeah, so it's 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 uh, that's just an, an interesting little story. Then you've also got Stormhold, which is the Stormhold. crashing thunder. So storm, yes. Stormhouse, Stormhouse, the giant's god of yes. the sky. It's gonna be. You can imagine what it's like. Storms, storms <gasps> in a cloudy castle. It's Howl's Moving Howl's Moving Castle, Castle mixed with, with giants, giants. Golden yeah. Palace. Gold, purest gold with And the... Morti, which are the floating um yeah, the clouds, cloud like people far yeah. in Rick and Morty. Yeah, yes, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> I again a very small little bit to it, but I I, got, I thought that was such a cool idea. I, I'm a big fan of giants and I'm a big fan of storm giants. I do know, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, this is this is all for me, and I'd appreciate. I like this. the opal pool, which is yeah, cool. that this person swims around in it and stuff. You're like, what? Yeah, and you can he gets you get restoration and regeneration and mm. healing from it, which is kind of nice. Lots of those right. little pools lying about in yeah. in the outer plains. But I guess um, to get there, you have to go through all three of these layers, which yeah. is continuously darker for until you probably can't see and then even magical light is reduced somewhat yeah, and like 50%. by and you can't yeah. and you can't fly so you somehow got to get up to this cloud palace and then you can heal yourself <laughs> oh, it's, got a, it's like that it's bit so it's like in a video game like a dark souls which i don't you haven't played but like you aware of you you you're, you need healing so you know there's a point where you can get some healing but you have to go out your way and you basically lose the amount of health that you're going to gain by getting to that point 
to heal yourself and you're like, oh, what a, what a waste. Yeah. No, all, all I see is like you, you got your horse and then the sights of grace and then and then people just keep fighting you. You're like, just leave me alone. I'm just trying to have fun and wander around the plane. But yeah, that's as far as I know about Dark Souls. Uh, yeah. and I mean, I'm talking about Elden Ring there, but it's, it's Dark I know, Souls. It's you know what it is. Similar thing, yeah. Similar. Um, similar, same, but not same. Uh, but yeah. So that is that is all the places and the realms themselves mm. as they've been as they put in there. So that's the place you can go. We talked a bit about the people. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about the geography. We've talked about the special conditions, which is you can't fly. Other than that, magically there isn't yes. too much of a change. Otherwise, is there really? Uh, it, no. Then there's no because it's not a lawful or a chaotic plane. There is no sort of like. Uh, inhibition on mm. on magic like there is on the like on all the law planes chaos uh you know any um what they called wild magic sorcerers wild magic never works you know and on law yeah. play and then vice versa on chaos planes you know lawful sort of characters have uh disbenefits but there isn't as much on there there is a whole yeah. section on it so um there is uh alterations there are minor alterations to uh, alteration school of magic conjuring and summoning so conjuring and summoning you only summon creatures and then creatures will not be obey obedient yes. uh, because they uh, will want to go with their primal nature yeah. uh, divination always has a sort of yeah divination div divination that you can't cook uh, if you're calling on other sort of planar knowledge or beings yeah. it doesn't work as if it's nature's plane which I thought was quite yeah. a cool little cool yeah. little line and yeah like you said enchant uh, enchant enhancements no, enchantment. I don't know why I put enhancement in there. Yeah. Enchantment and charm magic. Not capable of yeah. controlling normal creatures of the beastland. So yes, they're natives because obviously they're of their own mind and, and exactly. will, which I thought was quite good. Um, ne necromancy is yeah. uh, one uh, element lower uh, and uh, but in place vital it doesn't come easily. So like that even includes necromancy in terms of in the old school way of it being life affirming abilities as well like yeah. spells are at one level lower which is good that's um, this idea this death is a part of life but in place in a place that's so vice uh, like full of vitality and 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 the sort of vibrancy it doesn't come easily by unnatural means and i thought oh that's so cool that yeah like these things are just a part of it but it's just so clear and so like almost like a saturation all the way up that's how i see it now so i'm just like yeah that makes sense i guess like death is it, they accept it's a part of it but you know they don't, they don't look at it too hard, perhaps. And it's like, no, don't worry about it. They don't, just, just keep it to one side. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, and the elemental ones are simple. Again, like elemental air fail without a key um, yep. because of the more the clouds presences, which are the lightning ones. And then mm -hmm. fires enhanced on the sunny place and, and diminished in the night place. Uh, and water are all enhanced in the beastlands in the presence of large bodies of water. And yes. similarly, earth spells are enhanced near mountains and stuff like that, yep. which I think is again makes like, sense. There was another one like that when it was like uh, elemental. It was like, come on, DMs, you can figure this one out. You know, you yeah. can enhance things that make sense where they make sense, sort of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember which one that was now. I, I want to say, well, it's one of the fire planes. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was like, maybe it was Avernus. Now thinking about yeah, it, like, think, uh, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, it. Yeah, it was Avernus, and it was saying like when you're clearing it, you know, on all the layers, you can figure out which layer would make more sense for. Yeah, fire and ice and all that stuff. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I do like. So, oh, go on. Oh no, go finish off. Go I was gonna say the only thing I do like uh, I wanted to mention was the spell keys mm. being like, you know, for alteration some blown leaves, <laughs> and for conjuration food stuff for the creature like oats or hay for horses. <laughs> I yeah, that's super cute. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah so this cute. idea of obviously spell keys and, and power keys and that sort of thing helping yeah. you do certain spells and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I feel here. Like, I can visualize it easily because it's just it is natural things and I liked mm. how it said the larger the item the higher the level spell the key and powers mm. and you're like yeah. it's like here is a massive fuck off bag of oats um, <laughs> eat up George you know <laughs> that's, I yeah. love it that's great <laughs> yeah but yeah other than that I think... here is Felix for a cat so you've got like a massive tin of Felix <laughs> yeah or Caesar for the dogs Caesar yeah Caesar for dogs yeah those, those are very UK based brands I Caesar realize, but... for small yappy type dogs yeah, yeah. Which that is possibly... an idiot another idiot oh is it oh, oh we're gonna have to oh, we're gonna have to pay them royalties at some point idiot <laughs> definitely yeah 100% see because he goes there's Caesar 
the, the Caesar, and there is Caesar, food for small yappy-type dogs. <laughs> and it's like, how does that compare to, I'm Caesar on a horse and small yappy-type dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's the best oh, name for great. all those sorts of she's dogs. Yeah. But I believe that's, that's it. it. I know. Yeah. It feels like, oh, but this, compared to other fans, like, we have the politics, stuff like that. Yeah. I know there's obviously, we have gods as well of, of various things, but... That's kind of it. Like, I feel like you get mm. so much in terms of the character of the Beastlands and stuff. And again, before going through this uh, on DM's Travel Book Club, I used to get this mixed up with Arborea, with Arcadia yeah. quite a lot, because they have this. Elysium, like, which we're going to come to. <laughs> Elysium as well. It's just yeah. like nature, but different. Yeah. But I feel like here, like, Beastlands, animals are in control. It's Animal Farm without the bad ending. Everyone's <laughs> happy. Um, Animal two, Farm without the bad ending. Four, leg, four <laughs> legs good, two legs, they'll be all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, I think that's... Uh, yeah, no, it's a really... It's a nice one, and it's it was a nice one for us to read, I felt, as well, because it yeah. was not so intense. Um, oh, particularly yes. when we did Iscard, and it was one haul after another haul, which didn't have a lot to it. Eat, so it, many to be honest. Anyway, holes. where anyway. are we off to? Now we've had a nice little um, wander around in yes. this fantastic verdant landscape. Mm. We, we're going somewhere nice now, right? Next? Yes? Sure. We're going to leave the, the open safari park of the Beastlands, yeah. and we're going to go straight to a plane of desolation and despair. Right? <laughs> we're going to go to Carceri, the prison plane. Oh is, yes! Oh, I know. It's, it's very. This again, ain't a prison, my friend. It's the prison. It's the prison. It yeah. Yeah. This idea that there's six layers holding various vast blo uh, bogs, you know, jungles, desert. It's yeah. Miserable. Miserable. You know what it makes me think of before what? we even go to it very briefly is yeah. it's like the Hunger Games bit in the middle. You know, yeah. like it's like a prison of landscape. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. You want it's isolation, trapped, mm. like and no one's coming to help you. This is a miserable home for traitors and backstabbers. Yeah. Very exciting. But that is next time. Until mm -hmm. then, everyone, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch up on previous episodes and vods of this and our sibling show. Links, 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 links. Uh, the DMs book club. You see some links here. And with that, we'll thank you very much. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. bye.